Um, okay, are we ready to get yep. in the Sienna? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yep. We've strapped on the flannel, we're sipping our lattes, and are blasting Allison Chains in this Sienna. You guessed it, it's the Tishi Cinema Road Trip Spectacular is heading to the Pacific Northwest. From the Nicole Faeva Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and today I have the whole dang crew. And the Houseboat Studios in New Bright, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and the go back to where you came from studios in Del Mar, New York. It's Bobby Pate. Hi there. I'm in nothing but flannel and oversized denim. <laughs> Good. I hope it's like you've got some places for like your, um, you know, your hammers and whatnot. Well, the wallet hang up. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> um, in the must bring your own weapons studios, it's Meredith Van Harn. Hi, Meredith. <laughs> Hi, I have a floppy hipster hat on. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and finally, and yeah, it's a Toyota Studios in Linwood, Washington. <laughs> it's Christy Wise. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, okay, as usual, we'll do some small talk, mailbag, medium talk, T she recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, with that, I'm gonna take us into some small talk. Okay, we've got actually like a good amount of small talk. We've been active lately. It's very exciting. Um, as I teased on the previous episode, uh, while you're listening to this, my small daughter who just came in and I had to wave her away um, and I are flying out to the, the, the aforementioned Pacific Northwest to go to the Taylor Swift concert. Yay! Oh my God, Yay. she is so spoiled. Yeah, she is. The most yeah. spoiled Lucky child. I did say, you know, this is like Christmas, right? And she was like, I know, I know. And I said, okay, but can I record you saying that? So when Rory's like opening <laughs> presents, you're not going to be like, why don't I Crying. get any presents? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we fly out Friday morning um, early because that was the one that we could like hopefully get seats on. And um, we're there. We're going to see Christy. Christy and I are going to go see Barbie together with Bridgie. Mm -hmm. And I know, and probably go to Den Tai Fung and then uh -huh. I know. And then Saturday, Not we're going to go to I know. I'm so <laughs> I don't sorry. give a I'm shit about Taylor Swift, but Den <laughs> Fung without me. I know. I I'm know. not going to so talk sorry. about how poor I was as a child, but I'm pretty sure those dumplings <laughs> cost more than what my Christmas presents would have been. <laughs> I know. I know. She's an asshole. She is. Um, but yes, she's already strategizing. Like, when do we go get merch? And I was like, I can't, I like, I can't think about that right now. Like, I can't, I can't think about it. Just we'll figure it out. And I just know I'm gonna have to wait in a line and I don't, I can't. Do it during a song mean, you don't like. Is there a well, song? Well, exactly. Like? Uh, yeah, no, there's only three hours long. So yeah, the, there's definitely. Were you even I there remember... at the concert if you don't have merch? Honestly. No, I no. mean I know that's how she's thinking too. And she was like, I'd like a sweatshirt. And I'm like, she was like, but I'll take a t-shirt. <laughs> I know. She was like, I'll take a t-shirt though. I'm like, yeah, okay. you live in Texas, girl, get a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Um, but yeah, we were going out and though it's a quick trip. I mean, we're, we get there Friday morning and then we'll, we fly back like Sunday around five something. So I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm, 
uh, you know, Taylor Swift super fan. So I'm really excited. We have not great seats, but you know what? It's fine. We're going. It was the reveal was fun, though. I really thought that I was being suave. And she's like, why are you filming me? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> looking at something on my phone. Um, but yeah, so I will probably have many, many details uh, when I come back. Um, I might be hard of hearing when I come back, but that's OK. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, that's the big reveal. Yay. It, it, it came true. Um, wow. Mom of I the know. year. I really? better, better be. She's making, she's making many, many, uh, friendship bracelets to trade. So okay. I have one. She made me some earrings. Thing? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think I at mentioned Taylor this. Swift yes. specifically. Mm-hmm. Yes. When yes. I was at that hotel in Pittsburgh, so many of the getaway cars that were pulling up to the valet when all the girls spilled out of them, they all had their bead kits to make bracelets. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Bridget was telling me she was strategizing. She said her friend, Anne, which Anne's very smart, Anne said, make sure you cut your, because she has like these little plastic string that she beads them on. She was like, make sure you pre-cut the string because they'll take your scissors away if you don't. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's very wise. So good thinking, mm-hmm. Anne. The, there was a news story about how a bead store in Seattle sold out oh my god it's <laughs> ridiculous beats? just in general yeah because of this yeah hmm. yeah it's yeah it's a little nutty it's, it's because nutty. hillary what song is it from she's uh, she talked about a friendship she, bracelet yeah she then, talks about a friendship like trade the friendship bracelets i know this one it's uh you're on your own kid um and she talks about like and trade the friendship bracelets and it's now just become a thing it's just mm. a Taylor Swift thing. So hopefully I said, make more and you can trade some. And she's like, well, I don't know if I want to trade. Who, it. who wants to go sell some beads on a street corner next <laughs> week in Seattle? I think you we know just what? order them all from Oriental Trading Company right now and then just go set up like a fireworks tent, but it's just beads. Bobby, do you what know we, that, it, that? It wasn't from Oriental um, Trading Company. It was from Timu. I bought <laughs> <laughs> thousands of beads and I've made some bracelets, but I was... Um, my big idea was to sell them at Seattle. I could only do about two a day, um, because I'm old and my hands were like, no, (laughs) you're like, my hands are great. Well, you know, when we went to the Harry Styles concert, there were guys on the corner selling boas, like feather, feather boas. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they were like, you know, captive on it. They're like $10. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. And they're like, we accept Venmo. And I'm like, great, here you go. I mean, so yeah, maybe I could still do it. I did sell, um, $40 $40 worth to my um, sister's best friend is taking her kids and she's like I don't know what this means but I need folklore themed bracelet <laughs> so uh, <laughs> ask Hillary how, how else can we gouge suckers like Hillary <laughs> let me think about this for a minute oh god alright we're moving on um, <laughs> okay I think this is Meredith Ellen's wedding. Yes. I was off the show last week because I was in Grand Rapids for my sister's wedding. Um, it was an excuse. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. It was actually on, um, a Thursday because they rented out a brewery and yes. So, um, it's a place called Brewery Vivant. It looks like a church. It was never actually a church, but it was a funeral home at one point, which is kind of (laughs) cool. Um, there was an event space on half and then the other half is just the regular bar. Um, and so they had the event space for the first couple of hours and that's where the ceremony and dinner and drinks were. And then people could just kind of jet after that and, or hang out at the bar. And so we did for a little while 
it was lovely. Everything kind of went off um, without a hitch. It was very small. It was just kind of immediate family and a couple of um, the groom's close friends. Um, Olivia was the flower girl. It was hilarious and adorable. (laughs) And the groom's uh, nephew was the ring bearer. And he was in this adorable little tux and his hair was all cute. They, those two like danced and it was just like too cute. Um, and she was a champ. I was a little worried because we were going to be at the salon most of the day and she only had a car nap before, but she really like was a trooper. She was very, you know, she's the center of, of attention for a lot of it. Yes. So it kind of ca- yes. like buoyed her spirit. So she was, <laughs> <laughs> did great. Oh, my oh. child. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So she, um, wanted me to, you know, do the thing where I spin her around, like grab her by the arms and, and fly her around in a circle. And I did until we both got too dizzy and then I fell on her and I hurt her thumb. <laughs> Whoops. And she was, we're sitting on the cement floor in our dresses and she's crying and I'm, you know, everybody's trying to be like, no big deal. Everything's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so gonna, I'm making notes for the show notes for the description. So Hillary broke, or excuse me, not Hillary. Hillary's a good parent. She's a spoiling parent. <laughs> Meredith broke no. child's thumb. I'm yeah. an abusive aunt. Yes. Yes. Um, well, I don't think I broke it because three seconds after she was crying, she's like, let's do it again. Yeah, <laughs> so yes, of course. She was always forgiven, always fine. But I still feel terrible about it because um, it was a very dumb thing to do. Um, the other highlight was there was a big tower of flowers like for them to stand by during the ceremony. And they were gorgeous. There was this the my dad, of course, is friends with this florist and like so stereotypical right and they (laughs) made these gorgeous flowers and this there was like a seven foot tall tower that they were standing next to for the ceremony and towards the end of the night the kids were getting punchy and they started tearing it apart they started picking flowers out and then throwing petals at each other and we were kind of like hmm is this should we allow this i wasn't one of the parents so i was just like whatever i don't care you guys my deal your kids not my problem and they pulled every single flower off that thing, tore it apart, threw it at each other. And everybody let it happen because it was occupying all the children for at least an hour. Of course. It's and like, it was whatever. the end of the night. And it was like, what's going to happen with these flowers anyway? They're mm-hmm. going to get thrown away. And yeah. I was a little bit like, so I had two concerns. Like, is the florist going to be pissed? And is the venue going to be pissed? Like, what, you know, they're, somebody's going to have to clean this up. And oh, I was, the florist I was, got paid. What do they care? Well, right. I was nervous about the cleaning up part, but the florist came back at one point to pick up some stuff. And he just thought it was hilarious. Cause like he, good. you know, like I said, it's going to get thrown away anyway. He's glad they got some enjoyment out of it. And he was a very good sport about it. Um, and the venue had it cleaned up in like three seconds. And I thought, well, it's a bar. They've probably cleaned up worse, <laughs> like, worse <laughs> yes. than flower petals, you know? Yes. Um, so it, it, it kind of ended up okay, but it was, it was a great, really fun night. And I got to see some friends from high school. Um, some of my sister's friends from high school, it was lovely. So we Good. got to stay, we, um, Airbnb a Frank Lloyd Wright house, which was really amazing. Um, there are a few yeah. in this neighborhood there called Heritage Hill, which is all these gorgeous historic homes. And this one called the uh, Amberg House has a guest house. And um, we got to stay there. My dad has been obsessed with that house since he was a kid. And so he came and 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 walked around and the owners weren't home. But if they are, they'll give you a tour. So we kind of missed out on that, which is a bummer. But um, we got some amazing pictures of the place. Gregory brought his drone, uh, pissed off oh, some neighbors. Cool. 
um, well, by flying because it's kind of noisy. They were like, get away. <laughs> but <laughs> we put it, we it was out for like five minutes. So hopefully we didn't piss anyone off too bad. But it was a really fun weekend. Uh Yay. exhausting. And then we were home like Friday night. So we got the we got the rest of the weekend to ourselves, which was nice. Good. You're like, I need some recovery time. Yeah, exactly. Well, congrats. Congrats to Ellen. Yeah. And Michael, yeah. our new husband, is taking our name. So we're going to have another unfortunate Van Harn. <laughs> His last name was O'Rourke with an apostrophe. So I was like, do you know having a two word last name is going to be awful? And he's like, try having an apostrophe last name. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. You're asking for it, buddy. Um, And you also went to a party. I did. Oh so uh, speaking of weddings, uh, a year later, my brother Matt and his wife Meredith got married just about a year ago. Yeah. A year ago in July, mm-hmm. which it is. And uh, the wedding was in San Francisco. And so most all of our extended family didn't go to it. So my mom decided she would like to throw them not so much a reception reception, but more like just a party here to celebrate and so that you know some of our relatives could actually meet meredith maybe and just you know whatever whatever way ever you have parties for weddings i don't know um and the great thing is my my stepsister nikki has a pool like a nice pool with a water slide and a diving board and Mm. they are huge entertainers at their house like uh my brother-in-law ryan is a consummate griller and he has like a huge i don't know what are they like an industrial size oil drum you know that you cut in half and put on its side and then you grill everything yeah like yeah Yeah. just like a huge setup and yeah lots of um lots of beverages and lots of grilled food and i made six dozen cupcakes uh, which were all very well received yeah they did turn out very well i had to make the vanilla ones twice because the first batch did not work so well, but the second batch was fine, but they were great. It was a great time. And uh, the best thing was that Carl and Libby could come from LA with the boys, Henry and Elliot, who are now three and five. So I got to spend oh, yeah. some time with them and they were so primed to be in that pool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're they, like they, ripping their clothes off. They're like, all yeah, the kid needs is a body of yeah. water. <laughs> yep. Their parents had been kind of talking it up a little bit for a while to get them excited about the trip and, you know, try and, um, I guess, um, bring those behavior levels up uh, for the traveling yeah yep yep exactly and so like they were practically straining at the leash to get in the pool (laughs) when they got there and they have both been taking swim lessons for three weeks now so they can like dunk their heads in and then flip over and do a back float and kind of kick a little bit Yeah, yeah like enough that they oh my god Elliot's face is so funny like he's concentrating he's halfway concentrating and halfway freaked out the whole time he's doing it <laughs> so, um it's it's like they could they could keep themselves afloat for like 20 to 30 seconds probably until an adult could get there if there was an issue but they were in the pool for I'm gonna say four and a half hours jeez oh like, I bet they were exhausted it, by the end of it Oh my God. When they finally came out of the pool, like droopy boys, <laughs> droopy <laughs> boys everywhere, yep. but it took six adults to like tag team them throughout the <laughs> afternoon. Oh <my> gosh. 
<laughs> and my stepsister, my stepsister has like she's really good. She has really firm rules about like no running in the pool area. And the problem is that Elliot is three, and like I think his natural gait is run. Like that's yeah. his speed. And so she would be like, no running in the pool. And he would honestly try to slow down, but it's like <laughs> he's being propelled. And so like, it would be I this can't. funny, like wiggle walk run thing. But we had a great time. Actually, I have a little picture of oh. them that I could put in the Slack. There we go. Um, so they're getting big. There was only one major uh -huh. tantrum the whole weekend. Aww. So I call that Aww. a win. That they is a so win. They're yep. so cute. God, I'm always envious. This sounds so weird. I'm always envious because I don't really look that much like my siblings and my kids don't really look that much alike. And those kids look alike. I mean, they're not like twins, like, but no. you can tell they're you can tell yep. they're brothers. Yep, you sure can. Yeah. The, There's the some toe heads there. Yep. <laughs> Yep, but uh, but as I was saying before we started, like the minute Matt left on Tuesday morning, it was like a countdown clock on how much longer I was going to be able to stay <laughs> up and functional upright <laughs> until until I gave in. I was like, I must nap. Yep, and no, I still don't I mean... quite feel like back to my normal self and my normal routine and stuff. Like I'm so unused to having people in my space anymore. Yes. It's a lot. Even though I love having them here, it's, yeah, it is. My body's like, what is happening? Yeah, we're not used to this. Yep. Uh, um, you know, we had a long time to watch these movies. This has been a much delayed um, episode by just whatever life circumstances. And, but yet I like, you know, procrastinated until like the end of time, meaning Sunday. And uh, that was after my family left. And I was like, you know, what's going to make me happy. I'm going to watch four movies today. <laughs> and so I just <laughs> laid in my bed and watched four <laughs> movies. And actually it was a great day. It was great. I loved it. I had a great day, but that was my come down from too much family and too much, not too much, but just a lot of togetherness. Yeah. Uh, I confess. I watched Bobby's movie last night. Yep. I watched yours, but Anne, I was saving yours for a rainy day, and that was yesterday for me, so it was perfect. I I rewatched uh I, I rewatched uh Anne's movie last night. I mean, because it was the one that I knew if I didn't get to it, I'd be okay. Right. Yeah. Like yes. I could do it from memory, but yes. Yeah. Yep. But I folded uh, laundry. Well, it's a perfect movie for that. Yes, it is. Because you're like, yeah. I know what's going on. I got yeah. you. I, I got what's happening. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that it, you saw the fam. I'm yep. glad you got to spend some good time um, and that they're gone. Um, <laughs> and that's <laughs> <Ben's> gone. <laughs> um, okay, so Bobby's big news. <laughs> he went to Buffalo Wild Wings in Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, my God. Oh my God. All right. Wow. So I'll be honest. I was just jealous that three of you had like big <laughs> event things. And usually I have big event things and I didn't. So yeah, I, I, I have a friend in Boston who we never get to see one another anymore. Just very rarely scheduling issues. And we just decided that we would each drive an hour and a half to meet in the middle and go to Buffalo Wild Wings in Springfield, Massachusetts. So we did. That's it. Bobby, have yeah. you watched Mrs. Davis? No. Okay. Watch Should it. I? And then you'll, Think that it's funny that I just asked you that because okay, okay. <laughs> there's a big <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings part of 
<laughs> I mean, I don't even particularly like Buffalo Wild Wings, but the options were limited, especially because we didn't want to go downtown. We just wanted like down, quote unquote, downtown Springfield. We I was just like downtown hit- Boston or is downtown Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> right. Downtown Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, you know, it was just like, if we get off the highway here, there are six restaurants immediately off the highway. So do you want to go to Applebee's, you know, B-Dub 3? Sure. Or- TJ Friday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Zingers or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so we went to, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, the five okay. guys was right next door there. We could have done that too, but. That's a little casual. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the thing. I, you know, I get massive depression when I see people eating like in a Wendy's. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't take it home. <laughs> no, I, I'm the guy who gets it and then eats it parked in the parking lot. Well, that's fine. Because then I have the... climate control, my podcast <laughs> yes. playing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then right. I double around to throw it out in the garbage can uh, in the drive through <laughs> so that I, you know, don't travel with the my evidence. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But when I was living in Ohio, that was illegal to go through the drive-through and then park and eat. Really? Because yeah, because yeah, because dine-in food was taxed and drive-through food was not taxed. Oh, Oh. that's ridiculous. Perhaps that's changed since nineteen. You can't tell me where to eat, but you can't tell me where to eat. Bossomy. I just love the thought of an IRS agent coming up and knocking on your right. rep four window. <laughs> Ma'am. Uh, uh, you want to take us into the mailbag? I do. Uh, I picked a great week for mailbag because we don't have any emails <laughs> or, or voicemails. Uh, but remember that you can always call us uh, or better yet, send a voice memo to tshow at gmail.com. Uh, and they are always welcome. And we're glad to have them. What we do have, and the reason I signed up for Mailbag, is uh, a very important question of the week from last week. (laughs) Which, to remind folks who may have missed it or forgot, um, for reasons beyond my immediate understanding, because I don't think I've spent, you know, I think some work orders, now that I think about it, might have ended up on my staples, like rewards number. Mm -hmm. So I'm running a scam here. Speaking of the IRS, I'm going to call them on your ass. Because I uh, unexpectedly have forty four zero dollars in Staples Rewards credits, <laughs> and half of them expire at the end of July, so I have to use them soon. And so the question of the week we came up with was, what should I do with forty dollars in Staples credits? And I've added this: I will choose, as long as it doesn't go over, whatever we decide is the funniest or best of these choices. Oh so. well, in that case, I have one. Well, play it on me, but here let's do the let's do the listeners first. You, you okay. take your time to think of that. So Dave writes, gotta start with forty-five thousand staples. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is that like how much it. it really is? It is. Worth? So um okay. I'll pull up the Facebook page here actually, because uh it will help. Um some people I know, I'm were... sorry, I didn't paste the links and no, no, all no, that's all right. And... Some people were very helpful and put links up. So the uh the three pack of five thousand staples is $10.29. So I could get mm. three orders of 15,000 staples for 30 something dollars <laughs> after tax. <clears throat> you know, I've mentioned this before, but in 2008 to 2009, I worked full-time night shift, even afternoon, evening shift at a law firm that did pro- document processing for, uh, for the more, the foreclosure crisis, the housing bubble burst. Ooh. 
it was the one of the most depressing jobs I've ever had. It was very yeah. good at it and it was very sad. Um, one of the things I would do there to distract myself is um, we had like this shitty intranet and you could order office supplies and the whole place was staffed with like people willing to work there, mostly cubicle zombies. I was managing a small team of said cubicle zombies and we're all making the most of it. Like we're having potlucks and trying to be happy and joyous. And the place got shut down not too much long after I worked there. So I'm, I think I, the statute of limitations is up. I can tell the story. Um, I would go through the catalog in the internet office supplies and just order stuff because it was there. <laughs> and I just amassed just gobs of every size post-it note staples <laughs> random shit that i'm sure they were like why would anyone order this but it was there so i would just order it um weird weird custom rulers like for specific things and <laughs> like anything if it was there i every couple of days i'd put in a new order and see if it showed up in my mailbox <laughs> and i still have staples that i stole from that job <laughs> so you uh, don't need any more 15, stables 15 years ago so yeah, I don't I don't need staples. I have boxes of staples. I also have like the plain generic ugly light yellow knockoff brand post-it notes. I have a bunch of in different well, how sizes. How often are you using staple actual staples anymore? That's like, what I, I don't remember say. the what are you last stapling? time I stapled something. Well, I mean, I, I I have a stapler. Uh I have a right sitting here right now. Is I have it a, red. Actually, so my sister story. got me a red swing line stapler once. My and red, I have it, yeah, my red metal swing it. line is on my desk at work. Here is a white one. And at some point I used a label maker and labeled it. Stop. This is mine. Go get your own. I don't remember doing that, but it was probably at the, I, in hindsight, I probably stole this stapler from the law firm. And I probably did this then because I, I probably was sick of people stealing my stapler. That you stole. That I stole. Well, back then it would have just been the stapler that I was assigned, but then I stole it. Um, so yeah. All right. So 45,000 staples. Uh, good, good option out of the gate. What's next? Um, hookers, scratchers, and booze. You can get there, those there, right? Says Daniel. Um, mm. I think none mm. of those things are available. Um, yeah. Well, if they are, I don't think you get top of the line ones for 40 <laughs> bucks. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, none of those things I want. Well, the scratchers. I mean, 40, 40 scratchers. Why not? But uh, yeah, the other ones. I don't, I don't even know what denomination scratchers come in. Me neither. Yeah, well, I do. Because we're statisticians <laughs> and we don't buy lottery tickets. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Alicia writes, at least one item from the Big Feelings Pineapple series. And this is... Um, Obviously. A, a learning resources, Big Feelings Pineapple social emotional learning toy. <laughs> you can get two of them. <laughs> yeah, there's one for $26.89 and another one's on sale for $15.99. So I could, if I pair the right two, and there's one for 16, 20, I could get two. I could get a, I wouldn't want them to be lonely. So that's a good point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lane writes, what better to break the ice at fundraising events? And then she pulls a quote from the description, a larger than life character full of mischief with a friendly face and a big mouth. This <laughs> colorful knitted puppet has a squeaker in its tongue. Mm. <laughs> sure to get the conversation started. It is a puppet. Lipstick knitted puppet, pink and yellow, 15 and a half inches by five and a half inches, uh, 2879. And it is terrifying. I mean, TC mascot. 
when I clicked on the link, I literally gasped. I was yeah, like, oh, oh, that is scary. <laughs> no. Well, thanks, Lane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had no idea that you could get something like that from Staples. And now I'm wondering how Lane knew that you could get something like that from Staples. Um, That's a question. Customers bought this together with a giant fucking tub of Folgers classic roast coffee and a box of kind dark chocolate nuts and sea salt bars. Because that was a preschool teacher. That's why. <laughs> you mean that one time somebody ordered this? Mm-hmm. It's a, well, Lane, that's a strong contender, I think. The thing that's really hanging me up on this in the description that Lane quoted, colorful knitted puppet has a squeaker in its tongue, but the Q is capitalized. It's squeaker. Is this a, a typo oh, or yeah. is this a purposefully capitalized Q? Maybe it's Lower a QAnon like, little flag, right? Like it's a dog oh, whistle yeah. to QAnon people. <laughs> I'm going to buy this. I'm going to end up on a watch list. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, it's hard to Google something based on capitalization. I'm not sure how to, like, because you put Q the word squeaker in quotes with a capital Q, it's still, I guess if I Google like the word squeaker and then capital Q, and then I Google slice of pizza rat Hillary Clinton. No, wait, here we go. Stop. <laughs> and it's uh, characterized on the website as a socket puppet socket it's a, it's a lady it's a lady a lady sock puppet, a, a lady puppet? I... <laughs> yeah it's just as funny as a man sock why do we need to gender our sock puppets it's pitiful yeah. and louise suggests that i turn it into seven million dollars uh in a in a lawsuit that the government brought against Staples in 2005 or something. I mean, that seems like a good idea. Yeah. I like, I like it if it's possible. Um, Class action, baby. Click on the link. And now it's just trying to take me back to the sock puppet. Um, Gene, I like this option, actually. Just impulse yes. buy all the candy bars at the checkout, except <laughs> some of them I think have been there since before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> avoid like the baby roots, probably. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, and Miner suggests I get a custom photo calendar. From Staples mm. Print Services, which is only $13.79, although I suspect the cost goes up once I start personalizing it. And mm-hmm. she says that I could use this to take pictures of the fallen soldier, the BMV fax machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fax machine I mean, I think picture you, of the month. You would want to personalize it because you really don't want all the pictures of the Asian family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And you have an issue with Asian families? That was really. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't. That? I just. I'm not sure <laughs> why your you would necessarily want that. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's still one picture frame kicking around our stuff here that has the stock picture in it. Uh, there is definitely a ornament that somebody gave us that has a picture of a baby that is neither of my babies, <laughs> and we hang it every single year. And I'm like, look, there's that baby. <laughs> Uh, okay. And, uh, Tierra says Sharpies will always be useful. Tierra, you're right. Uh, but I actually have just a surplus of Sharpies too right now. So, but do you have all the colors of Sharpies? I actually do have a decent array of color of Sharpie, uh, because you have fine tip or do you have ultra fine tip? Excuse me. These are the important questions. The hard hitting journalistic (laughs) questions. Um, both because we use the ultra fines at work. Uh, to sign birthday cards and stuff and like donor thank you cards. Uh, and I'm looking just just at the uh, overflowing utensil tray at my desk here at home. I, I just picked up at random one blue, one sort of aquamarine and one bronze uh, metallic Sharpie. Ooh, I like Sharpies. Ooh. Color me excited. Ooh. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. So I don't, I, I just, I don't know that I need them. Uh, they'll just end up in a drawer waiting their turn. Jessica writes a fax machine. Yes, we talked about that. Now, <laughs> I have a copier, thanks to the fine people at HP, that print, fax, scan, copy, and web. I don't, I don't know what the web mm. part is, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, the problem is I don't have a phone line. Mm. So that's yeah. that's the thing. And Staples does not want to sell me a phone line. Probably for <laughs> more, that'd be more than $40 on, right, in the long run. Yeah. Right. We yeah. could get a phone line yeah. for one month from Staples. I um, have one of those fax, phone, copy, print, all in one deals that was my dad's. And then when he died and my mom was purging, she was like, here, take this. It was probably super expensive. And the universal printer problem came to yeah. bite my ass. Can't get any drivers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cannot get the drivers to work on this. So it just sits on the floor in the corner. Ugh. Yeah, I was proud of myself. I just rearranged the home office this this last weekend. And um, I finally got the Wi-Fi wireless printing to work again. I just had a Ooh. long USB cable running from it for like a year because I gave up. Yeah. trying to get it to print wirelessly. I don't want to jinx it, but we have one in the basement that is on Wi-Fi and it works like always. Shh. I know. It can't hear me <laughs> no. from up here. I'm on the second floor. But fate. It works and it's great. And it just ran out of ink after three years for the first time. Wow. That was the only problem we've ever had with it. And I don't know how this is happening. Three years of boarding happen. passes. No, wait. What do you print? No, I print cat instructions. That's all I print is cat instructions <laughs> for the cat sitter. You know, laminate that That's once. Literally, it. And every once in a while, you have to like scan something to send to the city for like I don't know property taxes or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. I print work stuff, so it's I'm usually like printing letters to sign or something like that. I don't want to go all the way into the office just to do that. Yeah, the whole 11 minute drive to the office not happening. Tough stuff. We had a late submission from Jonathan who writes deeply discounted Christmas candy. There's Ooh, an idea. Um, that's a good get. I think that's probably, I probably could go now. in now. I don't know if I can order that at this point. Like I got to go to the unexplored corner of Staples. I bet you they still have it, but it's like in their storeroom and it won't resurface again until like October. Yeah, it's going to be Black, Black Friday. Although I was in Costco the other day, guys, it's July and there was a giant Halloween. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, starting. you know one of those like giant uh skeleton guys and i was like really yeah. it's well, what are, <clears throat> what are the holidays between now and halloween i mean I, might as well put them up what labor day uh <laughs> statues can you buy at costco i don't know right this is the yeah. time of year when like the fourth of july picnic stuff is gone and done with and like what do you do for the rest of the summer if you're yeah. a retailer yeah. who wants That's to tough. do seasonal stuff Back to school. I suppose. Eight foot tall backpack. Back to school skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Put a cute little backpack and a little beanie on him. How do you do, fellow seasonal? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and what's your addition? Well, it's purely selfish in that I have been meaning to buy one of those plastic floor mats to go underneath my chair in my office oh, yeah. here since it's carpeted and... Uh, the wheels are really doing a number on this carpet. Let's put it that way. And I, after I was listening to the show today, I was like, oh, yeah, I was inspired to get on Staples and browse. They only had one fucking mat that was less than 40 bucks. I mean, do you want to 
they're, they're hmm. crazy. I, I've purchased a few through the years and they are terrible. I, in fact, at work, because I'm on like a bad laminate floor, my chair was chipping it up because it's really gross. I found a carpet one that's like a firm, rigid rectangle of carpet that you put under your chair. I and thought the other- I would need one for my office because I've got wood floors, but they're fine. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're like finished properly. So they're not getting scratched up. The thing that is really tripping me up on this is there, they're all differently organized. I mean, there's like low pile and flat pile. And, and I'm like, I don't know what the pile of this carpet is. I don't know anything about carpet. Oh God. I'm like medium. Yeah. Is it medium? Is it medium <laughs> or is it? Well, you probably don't have like commercial carpeting at home, right? So no. probably not like Berber, right? That super flat stuff, and it's probably not shag carpet. No, I don't oh, know. It's you're not cool it's enough beige. to have carpet. I'm sorry. It's a part. It's like yeah, apartment beige carpet. It's beige is not like a height. Medium. Yeah, but that's all I know about it, Bobby. <laughs> beige is that's not my data point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember when we bought carpeting from like Lowe's years and years ago, we bought like the cheapest home carpeting from like by the yard and they all had really weird, weird names. Let me look and see if I'm going to try this very quickly, but I feel like they were like random cultural references. Well, they can never just call it beige, right? It's got to be like dusty sand or whatever right right no, was, i might was... characterize it as like golden something i don't know you know that color i do know what color you mean yeah i feel like the color we picked ended up having like twin peaks references woven into <laughs> it though like obviously the people who named it were just nerds who had to come up with a name that hadn't been licensed yet who killed laura palmer right exactly it was like it was like Palmer Desert, and then the other one was like Laura something. <laughs> well, speaking of which, that takes place in the Pacific Northwest, right? Yes. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Hey, good. look at that. Good. Well, wait a minute. So if, have we picked a winner here, or do we want to open it oh. up to a, some sort of... Gregory said he had one, but he had to go out, so he didn't have time to... So there may be some late-breaking submissions, so maybe okay. we can revisit. Yeah, so Bobby, listeners, once we'll, you decide, we'll leave it up for a week because obviously we're forty minutes into this, and we still have a lot of movies to talk about. <laughs> yes. All right, we we'll leave it up All for right. one more week. The the contending continues. That that squeaker with the capital Q puppet's pretty high though. That's gonna be hard to beat. <laughs> God, nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, where Laura Palmer once lived, we are also going to the Pacific Northwest, the home of one Christy Wise, uh, TBTL, where this this podcast originated from, I guess, kind of, sort of. Um, yes, the Tishi Cinema Road Trip finally, finally gets the Pacific Northwest, and we chose <laughs> quite the variety of movies for you. We're going to go um, earliest to latest. Now, earliest, this is a span of our lifetime, basically, is pretty much where we're landing at. Um, yeah, sorry, early- Jack. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, Jack. I, yeah, I know. I wonder what older Seattle movie we get. Christy, can you think I of I liked his Seattle recommendations. Movie? I think that those were yeah. great. Yeah. Maybe we do another one. I know. Um, but the earliest one is way back, Wander, when I was nine, eight, nine years old. It is uh, Bobby's Choice, the cinematic classic, Harry and the Hendersons. You're welcome. <laughs> this is usually the part where I have the Wikipedia open or something or the IMDb and I'm like, 
all these great things about this movie and all these great actors and uh and all of that and and not really all i'm gonna say is it's john lithgow and his family yeah, yes. and a bigfoot who's <laughs> very nice you want you learn lessons about love and loss and learning that sometimes love means having to let go yeah i i th- okay this is a problem with these kind of movies like um cat in a hat like even when i was a kid or like this kind of like i'm stressed out about how or like a party where or a movie where they're throwing a party like a big rager or something mm-hmm. i'm always stressed out about like how are they going to clean this up like how Me is it even too. possible that yep. you so unrealistic all this? when every door frame is just wedged up <laughs> and crumpled <laughs> and just stays there and their car is absolutely pulverized and i'm sitting here with my adult brain going how much are the repair i mean this car I know. is total you guys are in so much trouble <laughs> when There's he no- when he like collapses the basement stairs i'm like what's gonna how much is this gonna cost how are they even gonna repair this yeah yeah people don't uh, panic enough about collateral damage <laughs> um i was laughing because you know i like john lithgow as an actor i whatever you know he's a good actor he's but he's really going for it in some of these scenes and i was like this movie is so silly and he is giving such like impassioned speeches it's uh-huh. very silly it is so silly but i love well i'm glad he turned out to be good in the end but of course there's like a vaguely is he french arabic kind of he's bad french guy? <laughs> okay <laughs> but like bad kind of tannish yes mm-hmm. and it's like oh we're, he's bad but we're still allowed good. to make fun of French people, though it's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, it's totally they deserve okay. it. <laughs> That's so funny because the only thing that I really know David Suchet from well, despite his decades, you know, of screen credits, is Poirot, of course. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And looking at him in this character, and like I could not reconcile it. Like this was pre-Poirot, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I. The other, I also was looking the mom in this who's been in like a ton of stuff. Like she's she's Melinda Dillon. I love she her. just died not that yeah. long ago, and I like that she, because I, I was like, how old is she in this? Like I couldn't, you know, because like I feel like moms in the eighties they like always looked like like they were forty eight years old. Like Everybody just, in the eighties did, like teenagers did. But yeah, but she actually was a little bit older. She was older than John Lithgow, which I was sort of surprised at. I was like, oh, wow, she was born in 1939. Anyway, she wasn't old. It was just surprising because usually they cast somebody that's, you know, a 13-year-old mother. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's so good at playing the beleaguered mom. Yes. You know, (laughs) like the voice of of sanity in the crazy situation who's just like doing her level best to (laughs) make this work out. This movie had very like similar vibes to like ET, right? Well, it yeah, was the same and it's Am- exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. Amblin produced, so it's like mm-hmm. they're like, you know, what worked before? When is it bad or is it good? <laughs> A non-human interloper that we all learn lessons from. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And like they all want to get him, but then we're gonna figure out how to, you know, you know, put him in safety, and he's gonna be okay. It I do remember he has a family. <laughs> Oh, that was waiting for him. I do remember seeing this as a child and like 
bursting into tears. And it's kind of violent when John Lithgow is screaming at him to go away to make Mm -hmm. him go back. And then he just like fucking nails him. And it's like, wait, what? Like, yeah, that was shocking. (laughs) That's kind of uncalled for. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. I wouldn't slap a Bigfoot no matter what. No, no, no. no. Probably a bad idea. Asking for it, frankly. Yeah. And uh, again, this is the number one go on get scene. Yes. (laughs) Right. Maybe of all time. Give it to old Yeller. Or the champ. Yeah. The champ is, yeah. (laughs) Right. I didn't uh, like the I roadkill is very upsetting to me. So when they hit him, I was like, no, I, know. I knew exactly yeah. what was gonna happen. Yeah, there's well, I mean, yeah. I'm not a super big fan of monkeys, as you all know. In fact, I hate them. Monkeys, <laughs> including, <laughs> including all forms of, of ape. So I was kind of cursing Bobby's name uh for making me watch this movie. <laughs> and I really hate the anthropomorphication of animals <laughs> but then i realized that was kind of the theme of the movies that he wasn't an animal he was the struggle was to prove that he was a person he was a furry people yeah. and i was like fine like this is just a deep cut to try to turn you all to vegetarianism <laughs> the um, first 28 minutes i had a real hard time watching this movie and i was like oh my god first 20 minutes yeah yeah Yeah. and i and i i know it was 28 minutes because that was when um the streaming service which i'll remain unnamed in case gregory gets in trouble (laughs) um decided to do the wheel of death on me and i was like see it doesn't want me to watch this movie either that happens sometimes (laughs) But then I came back and watched the rest of it, and I I enjoyed the rest of it much more. So, whew. It, this if is this one very of those... legal streaming service ever does that, just shoot him a message and he'll reboot it. It's fine. Yeah, I um, it never occurred to me that people wouldn't have seen this ten times already because it's just one of those movies that was just always no, on. Never for me as a child, I I had never yeah. seen it. It came out when I was five, and I was probably too young. I, you know, I, I was wasn't allowed to watch Beetlejuice, one. so I don't think she was going to let me watch a a Bigfoot movie. So I, this was new to me too. Yeah, I definitely saw this in the theater because, well, I pretty much saw like any kind of kids-ish or family-ish movie in the theater. It was like, all right, like, what are we doing? We're going to the theater to see this. And I think, you know, Don Amici was in... I like loved Cocoon when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. Even though I lost my quick side story about cocoon that was the movie that my parents were watching it my parents had never seen it and i was like spoiler alert for cocoon i was like is she gonna die and my mom was like no no no, she's not gonna die she's not gonna die <laughs> and she dies mm. and i like wept i was like no but anyway don amici i feel like was just one of those actors that was around when we were he was just always played like a kind of quirky older guy in movies in the 80s i mean i know he's been an actor for who's an actor for a long time but it just felt like he was like oh that's comforting that he's there you know he's like i don't know like you can rely on him yeah yeah Um, and emmett walsh is his dad which i like at first i was like oh it's his dad oh god his dad's like kind of a dick but and he's another like just character actor from the 80s yeah yep I would Uh, like to see a little more resolution on that relationship yeah yeah. like when john lithgo quit what what happened next what did he go on to a career as an illustrator or like how did that whole thing get resolved i mean how are they gonna repair their house now that doesn't matter doesn't have a a, job that's a theme in these movies i think is that most of them just sort of end like that yeah um 
I just put into the chat. Uh, does the mention of Beetlejuice remind me that I keep getting this meme in my feed of how Pete Davidson looks like Beetlejuice when he was alive? He really does. <laughs> <laughs> when Pete Davidson was alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I did look up where the um where the house was, and it's not far. I mean, it's not far from Grassworks Park, which is where well one of the movies that we watched uh, a part mm-hmm. of it was in there, and, there. Mm-hmm. and where the LRB party was my first LRB party that I went to. Um, but that's kind of close. Like it's a, I mean, now I bet that house, Christy, it would go for like millions and millions of dollars. Cause it's just like so centrally located. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can only, yeah, I, only the say... second scariest park bathrooms we've had at a TC event. <laughs> <laughs> in reference to all of that, Bobby, I will say that you fulfilled the brief admirably with that movie since it was so clearly Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. They really leaned into it. I mean, they talked about Wallingford and all, you know, all the highways. And there were a a lot of locations that I was like, I think, I think I recognize that. Like, yeah. So well done. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, (laughs) Though. I mean, the next movie, I don't know if we're looking for a transition, but the yes. next movie could not have hit it any harder. <laughs> God. Yes. So I love this movie. I did choose Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jack. Jack had a Facebook post that said, I know none of you will like choose the obvious ones. And then we all like chose obvious ones. <laughs> um, but I contend that this movie ha- has to be included. Yeah. Like I yeah. didn't want to pick it. But no, I but was I'm glad to pick it. I mean, it's in the fucking title. Yep. <laughs> Seattle. Yeah. For, for um, every gift shop at SeaTac that sells a, a night robe uh, or a night shirt that says sleepless in Seattle, a lot of to do it. It's, it's just it's just a thing. So it's from 1993. I misremembered. I thought it was an 80s movie. Thought it was older, despite the fact that the fashions are as the most nineteen ninety three fashion. Mm-hmm. The yep. tri- the triangle hair of all oh, the women, besides Sally, yep. besides Meg Ryan, <laughs> I was going to call yep. her Sally. Uh, like the curly, like you know, mop of hair that the the hoe and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Dilbert uh, hair essentially. Yes, yes, yes. exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of brush, but they brushed anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so what, what does one say about sleep? Do I need to synopsize it? Lonely widower gets, um, coerced into talking on the radio about how much he loved his dead wife and woman across the country. hears it becomes infatuated, sends him a letter, starts stalking him. Um, Eventually, they get together at the top of the Empire State Building, and it's a uh, happily ever after. No, I'm I was, sorry, that's the of plot of son. You've Got Mail. Oh, <laughs> but right. the, thing about the, the thing about this one, though, is how cr- it's crazy that it was such a hit. Not okay. It, obviously, like Nora Ephron's a, is a great writer, and she's a good director, and like the dialogue is is so charming and winning, and. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are just like winning actors, but it is so incredibly high concept that it's like they are only on screen together for like 
three minutes. Like they're, they're never real. I mean, they see each other a couple of times and then meet at the end, but it's incredible that it worked. And it really, it's based on the writing and the personalities of the main stars. And actually also like, I think Rosie O'Donnell is hilarious in this. Like she always makes me laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think Rob Reiner is hilarious in this. Like he Rob always Reiner's is great. Like, I know. I love, I love how everybody in this movie is a New Yorker, but they're somehow like in everywhere <laughs> but yeah. New York, except for at the end. <laughs> Like, what's yeah, Rob Reiner yeah. doing in Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, okay, what makes this movie work? Because it's definitely, when you step back and you look at it from a distance, it's so eye-rolly, you know, yeah, the whole totally. thing. Oh, it's um, So I came up with four things that I think make it work. And I'm sure there are many more small things, but one is Tom Hanks, charm and yep. charisma. Definitely. It's yep. just, yep. And like, he, honestly, he's not that good looking. In, no, in this movie makes, he was in kind of a like, weird phase but he's so yeah. appealing still yeah because of the charm and the charisma i yep. i will say uh two the writing of the dialogue especially like when tom hanks and victor garber are like oh. pretending to weep at the end of the magnificent seven. Oh my god that was so funny that is so <laughs> funny like every Even time as a kid i thought it was hilarious i was like that's so funny like i just thought it was it just they're hilarious together yep um, I will say number three, Meg ha- Meg Rand's hair is yes. doing so much work. It really in is the triumph. And it's magnificent. All of it. Like the loose braid. Magnificent. Uh-huh. Just uh, amazing. Her hair and color I, was really ahead of its time. So, yeah, totally. so good. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that I think really makes it work is the kid. He's yeah. so good. He's yeah, yeah, he is. believable and realistic as a child. Yeah. He grew up to be kind of handsome. We looked him up and I was like, oh my gosh, he kind of like didn't turn well, into a he, monster like a lot of child actors do. He seems like a kid in this, you know, like he's like when he's on the plane um, and he's like so little on this little plane seat and you're like, oh, you can tell he's like scared. Like he's not this like precocious. I mean, it's a precocious kid, but not in like, I'm also an adult, you know, it's just like, I'm a little kid and I'm really scared right now. I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, but, but then love- also when, when Tom Hanks is like, say thank you to Victoria for whatever. And he's <laughs> oh, like, thank yeah. you, Victoria. And then he makes them like, Bleh. <laughs> he's such a fucking fuck. Though I have to say, listen. I'm a feminist and I support women and I don't think we should judge women on like their looks or whatever, but like her laugh is really fucking annoying. Like she did a good job of making well, that laugh really they annoying. They did that on purpose. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, but but I just, like, otherwise I she seemed great. Yeah. Yes. You know? There was nothing wrong with it other than that annoying laugh and that she wasn't <laughs> Meg Ryan. Yes. Right. Or yes. Also that Bill kid Pullman. did some stuff that no kid yeah. would ever Root. do in a million years. Yes. Like no kid would call into a call-in radio show like that and then actually get through. No kid would fly by themselves because their friend is parents is a or a travel God. agent. Give me you a know bark. That, you know that when I was a kid though, that it was like my ideal personality. Like that is who I wanted to be. I wanted to be Gabby Hoffman. Like I was like, she's mm-hmm. so cool. Like she has all these she like was acronyms. Cool. Yeah. You could use a DOS ticketing system. Oh my God. I, I dream. I that dream. Takes some skill. She goes, I, the line that always makes me laugh and really made me laugh last night. I had had a really, really hard day at work. And I was like, 
this is perfect. I'm just like this movie, like I said, it's like a warm bath. Like it's, I, I don't even really need to watch it because I have during the pandemic, I watched it maybe five times because like, it was just mm-hmm. on and I was like, sure, you know what? Let's throw it on. It'll, you know, I know what happens. It makes me happy. But this time for whatever reason, last night when I'm like, just cooling my nerves from work when she goes in why and he goes what does that stand for and the dad goes no way and she yeah. goes, that's in w <laughs> she was good it. she was very good agent g yep <laughs> and, and i was thinking like i don't think when i originally saw sleepless in seattle i don't think I really realized that they lived on the houseboat I don't think I yeah. registered it as a boat. I think, I mean, it's not really, right? It's kind it, of a, it, it's it a can't boat be driven away. It's floating on the water. Float. It's yeah. just like right on the water and half floating. It's a half yeah, float. I always just full thought it was floating. like lakeside. Yeah, but God, that house floating. must be a million, two million, four million dollars now. Yeah, also, when you, when you, yeah, when you go inside it, it looks like a regular house. It doesn't yeah. look yeah, like a like boat a at all. Story townhouse is what it seemed like to me. The only way you can usually tell, well, your yard is water, and <laughs> if if something's wrong, like because so there's um buoys underneath, and if something's wrong, like a marble would roll across because it's like tilting. Oh, sure. So you have to have people in scuba gear come and adjust it. Oh. See, that's another thing as an adult, as a kid, I was like, cool. And as an adult, I'm like, that's so much upkeep. That is absolutely not a nightmare as a homeowner. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't have the luck for that house. So you're saying houseboats are like water beds. So all these water things (laughs) sound cool when you're a kid and make your back hurt the rest of the time. Um, My uh, old boss, uh, Bob, his daughter bought a houseboat in Seattle that is on the same, you know, quote unquote block as the sleepless in Seattle house. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. That's cool. Yeah. Well, That's cool. it was cool probably at the beginning, but so many people like drive by it or. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> by it. Boats right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when Will and all like took Phyllis and I out on a boat, I feel like maybe we were, it was like, there it is, you know, mm-hmm. just as like pointed out, like I'm sure yeah. people boat by it all the time, but yeah, I, I know it is funny. Like Bill Pullman, Bobby, you said like, he's so lovely while a dork. He's so lovely and nice. I'd take and him. I, he's oh. fine. He's perfectly harmless. But you guys, he has allergies, which that makes him gross uh, and unlovable. So this is something that I re- was thinking about last night when I was watching it. I really love that. Um, everybody, <sighs> Like even the men get references in this movie. Like, I don't know. They like talk about movies. They talk about China patterns, which I'm like, I, you know, it just, <laughs> it, it, I, I remember watching he it. He was excited a, about China pattern. I know it looks yeah. like his, it looks like his mother's like mm-hmm. I, and he knows the correct amount 10. Um, but I always like, it just seemed very adult in a attainable way when I was a kid, like, oh, this is what adults talk about. Like they talk about China patterns and they talk about old movies and, I don't know, whatever. I just thought it seemed very like, that's what I'm going to be like when I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I love Nora Ephron and I, you know, I, I love when Harry met Sally, obviously. And I love this movie and I love you got mail. And I just, I love her way of writing. It's just, I mean, it's how nobody in the world talks, but it is delightful to watch. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Christy, by the way, for finding that i was just looking it up sleepless in seattle house current uh current worth of 2.48 million 48 yep 
That makes sense. How big is that it? all? It looks pretty big. The, the one does. thing that is annoying is that if you ever need anything delivered, it's not like a real address. It's kind of like a bulk address. Oh. Um, yeah, because he did go and check his mail one time and it was just a bulk of, of mail. Yeah, but then the like guy building. But then the guy brought his mail to him that one time because he talks about how to like get rid of hiccups or something. Oh, that's fake. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were, I think because there was so much mail that it didn't fit in yes. his box. So. He had to go oh, like, maybe then delivery. Yeah. 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 No, it's a it was a it all was... those desperate women who wanted to date the man from the radio. <laughs> oh, I hate those two losers in the like editorial meeting or whatever. I'm yeah. like, you two guys to be talking. Are you kidding? Me? Uh, yeah, Fuck you're prizes. <laughs> no. You know, it's more likely to be killed by a terrorist than get married <laughs> after you're 40. It's pre-9-11, huh? Fuck uh, off. Two thirds of the Bechdel test, but they can't pass the two women talking about anything other than a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, one i mean yeah they talk about the movie but it's in conjunction with uh right. the man if you have to strain yeah. that hard to find it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably i just want to know which one of them picked up their life and moved across the country uh yeah well i'd be like sh- well so she works with the paper so it'd be kind of hard um but he has, a, he kid. has a kid yeah well, um, there's other so movies leaning on journalism tropes of Tata. She could have just gotten a job at Seattle Magazine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, hat tip to the 1993 version of Stalking. I love it. It makes me, it's <laughs> thrilling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AAA Detective Agency or whatever. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the old technology. Must include photo. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you like, this will never happen again because like we live in an age of cell phones, but my dream as a child was to be at a restaurant and somebody be like, Oh, Mrs. Livingston, Miss Livingston, you have a call. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. And you have to like, yeah, that's to the never private happening again. again. No, this is Abe Froman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, good movie. Um, should we move on to Alaskan movie? <laughs> sure. What are you talking about? There, there was an, there was an offer to pick a different movie at some point and i said i watched this fucking movie i'm gonna talk about it and i i, I opted did, out i did yeah, not no, and that's i actually didn't watch this and um, i'm kind of glad uh since i'm on this tack i'll just note that the next movie does pass the bechdel test because there's an entire one minute conversation about missing curfew between two female <laughs> characters yes and yes. another one about taking out the garbage <laughs> so oh, right here a feminist icon <laughs> movie um starring well one like terrible person but two of our biggest celebrity moguls weirdly because when i was trying to get dave to guess what movie i picked he like couldn't guess it and i was like the stars of it are still stars today i guess and are very wealthy and he was like "Hmm." like it took him a little that was that does not narrow it down hillary (laughs) uh i knew i could get him but yes i chose fear and okay so listen should i have chosen singles yes I should have. That's the movie I should have chosen. I love singles. It's a very Seattle movie. Uh, we went was, on a it, tour of singles I, in I, Seattle, Hillary. I understand. But when I saw Fear on the list, Fear is a movie that is terrible, but makes me laugh like almost the entire time. Now, let me set the <laughs> scene. It's 1996. I think I'm like a senior in high school. My two best friends, Missy and Emily, went to go see it without me. Rude. I don't know why. 
Um, and then they were like, oh my God, you have to see this movie. And I was like, I don't like scary movies. They're like, it's not that scary. You have to see it though. You have to see it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, so I go see it. And then spoiler, I was, there's a dog like sort of towards the beginning. And I was like, I turned to Emily and I said, is the dog going to die? I think it was Emily. Missy, it might've been you. And she said, no, 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 the dog's not going to die. And what? I was like, okay, sure. That's rude. <laughs> I know. Of course, spoiler, the dog Blatant does die. Lie. Uh, yeah, total lie. But I really think the reason that they wanted to see this movie was for the primary, you know, the standout scene, if we're going to talk about it uh the roller coaster well, scene <laughs> let's let's give a little synopsis first why don't we yes. before we get into that sure sure okay so nicole is a teenager she moved recently to uh the seattle area i i think i looked it up it's like they're supposed to be like on mercer island or something mm-hmm. um she uh recently moved there um her dad is i guess semi-recently remarried to a, a wife a woman who has a younger son they have a nice house I believe, is he an architect? Because everybody has to be yep. an architect. Yep. Um, yeah, because that's like the cool job to have. Um, they yeah live in this very cool house. She's friends with Alyssa Milano, who's like kind of like saucy teen. By the way, well, I know let's that- call it what it is. She's the slutty. Yeah, she's the slutty best friend who's yep. also wealthy, I guess. Um, and they have a friend named Gary who's, I don't know, like maybe coded as gay. I couldn't really tell. Um, and they're doing their normal high school lives, but then, okay. So Melissa Milana wants them to go to this like coffee shop club in the middle of the day, like cut English or whatever and go. My question is why is it so crowded in that coffee shop at like noon? I don't understand. So they get the stuff to go, but they get Seattle in 1996. (laughs) What are you talking about? Everybody was doing all the time. They get a flyer for a party, like a rave. Nicole locks eyes uh, with David, who is Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. And they end up, and then there's this random old guy that Alyssa Milano is 44. I don't really get that, but they all go to the party. This, it's too much to get into, but they were supposed to go to a concert with her dad and the dad had to back out at the last minute and go to Vancouver. So, Wasn't it the Beach uh, Boys too? No, I think it was like James Taylor. Like it was James Sunday. Taylor. James Taylor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. And they go to the rave and then it gets busted out because some stupid guys like start fighting or whatever. David meets up with Nicole. He like saves her and then they start their relationship. And at first it's like very sweet. And he's like, when he meets her parents, it, like I said, it truly is the embodiment of, of the Andy Samberg, Mark Wahlberg, uh, mm-hmm. SNL thing like that is how he's acting like yeah when he's so bad in this movie Mark Wahlberg is that every time he's he's doing the part where he's acting like (laughs) the nice guy I just pictured him saying hey Mr. Donkey you got long ears I mean like it was just like so hello to your mother (laughs) <laughs> exactly it's exactly it was so so bad like he the- he had so little idea of how to convey this character that it what's, was just comically bad what's so crazy is that like did he get boogie nights from this like that's i mean maybe he just thought i can mold this kid into something that i need him to be because he has no acting skills whatsoever yeah. so yeah. i mean it's kind of what i'm thinking um, they, um, uh, yeah, he meets the family, the, 
instantly the dad is like sort of suspect, but the the stepmom and Nicole and even like Alyssa Milan are all, and the kid, they're all like horny for him. They're all like, oh my God, David's like the best, even though my friend, and were, so, okay. I saw it in high school. It's like a big joke. Then in college, for some reason, it became another joke. We would watch it. Like, I think we'd probably get stoned and watch it and think it was hilarious. But there's a part where he goes, this is the first sign that like maybe David like isn't that great. He goes, Nicole, give me a Coke. And the dad's like, Ooh, like he just ordered her around. Mm -hmm. So we kind of know that he's an asshole. Um, from there they go to a carnival of some sort and, um, David fingers, Nicole on the the scrambler, right? Yes. And she, she's has an orgasm, but I'm like, I'm sorry. Absolutely not. That's not happening there. Like right as it crests over, (laughs) whatever. Um, and then like, everything's all happy. He comes to pick her up at school a couple of days later and she's giving her friend Gary a hug and then David proceeds to like beat the shit out of him, like kicks him and like punches him and it's all scary. And then he hits Nicole, like I like I don't, he just like pushes her aside. She gets a black eye. It's a whole thing. They break up, but then I now I can't remember how did they get back together? Like he kind of talked his way back together yeah. with What's her at the house like, with the mom. Like like all abusers, he yes. said how sorry he was and it was an accident and he would never do it again. Yes. And then he comes over. He's give him another chance. Yes. He's like throwing the stepmom into the water. Like it's very weird. Inappropriate. Totally inappropriate. And um, then and then like the parents go out of town. She gives him the code to the house, which is like truly like one, two, three, four. I think it's like four, one, three, two. Like it's something so like, oh, this, you know, it's like in sneakers when they see the keypad and they're like, oh shit, how are we going to break into this? Like, it's like very simple nineties technology. No, Um, it's like space balls where the (laughs) the code to the oxygen shield is one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) Um, and they, he comes in, they have sex. Um, the dad, I get, oh, then she, then she goes to try to like see him at a party later on and she spies on him like kind of like taking Alyssa Milano to go have sex and like being a real like like real asshole like just a terrible abuser and then she's like I'm done and then she's super mean to Alyssa Milano and I'm like this was her fault like yes she was like in a shitty she realizes clearly, that though yeah. she doesn't she doesn't understand that there this is um uh coercion it's like one step off of rape yeah she exactly. but Nicole has absolutely no clue as to that yeah, yeah just oh my exactly. slutty best friend slept yeah, with my boyfriend well, she betrayed me. Um, yeah. And then, then there's some, inter- I mean, there's a lot, there's some interactions between the dad and David where he tells him to step off and then David pretends to beat him or he beats himself up and tells Nicole that like, it was the dad. Then he like assaults her in a bathroom and he carves Nicole forever in his chest. And <laughs> I think the dad goes to the house where he and his like junkie friends are staying and I, I guess ransacks it a little bit, finds Nicole's underwear, which Rashes is also it. really weird. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want my dad like touching my underwear. It's really yeah, weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the times in which we were raised, but I'm pretty sure my dad would not recognize my underwear. No, 
if he saw it back then. I'm not just no. because he didn't do the laundry, but <laughs> no, but just in general. It also no. went from your neck to your ankles, and it was its own load of wash because it was full. <laughs> right. Um, and then the, the gang, the gang all gets together and um comes to their house they sorry meredith they had the dog mm-hmm. and it's really terrible and then they try to barricade it in the house but it's shocking had, let's just stop it really for a second. Is. the dog yeah. the death of the dog is shocking yes it is and i you don't see I, the beheading but you see the like you see the head. of it yeah. yeah you see the head it's extremely shocking i don't have M- meredith's problems like seeing wounded animals or anything like that because i'm a cold bitch um (laughs) but it was i was like oh my god like i couldn't believe they put that in there well the scariest thing because it's like the little kid who's i don't know nine or something he's like oh hey kaiser he's sticking his head through the like dog door and then the dog the head just like 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 comes in and you're like oh it was shocking. I was so mad when I saw it in the theater. I was so mad. I was like, the dog did die. Um, anyway, they barricade themselves. They somehow call the security, but then they shoot the security officer. And then it's just a fight to see like who wins. And um, I was annoyed, actually. Not that there's not many other things to be annoyed at, but I was annoyed because I wanted Nicole to be the one that kills him. And she does like maim him with the uh, peace pipe that he won her at the carnival. Mm-hmm. But the dad ends up like throwing him out of the window and then he dies on a craggy uh, cliff outside. Well, of because house. I think that's what the movie is really about. Yeah. It's about William Peterson protecting his family. Yes. More than yes. anything. I think he's the real protagonist I know. of movie and we see a lot of it through his eyes and just to be clear i would bone him a thousand times before i would ever touch mark Wahlberg. i would rather watch him and amy brenneman have sex forever than watch mark Mark and reese yes they're both really good looking reese looks like such a baby in this that it's sort of i mean it's good because she's supposed to be like 16 but she looks so young in it that you're like i can't really like think of her as sexual being well, she's being infantilized i mean there, yes. there's intent there um i did like when he throws them through the window and then goes and puts a slack jacket on and starts doing the body outline and taking pictures and some notes some notes that i had on this that just it says ooh third nipple because it was fully visible in the sex mm-hmm. scene i said he's the grossest kisser he is he just puts his full like mouth like on her he when eats he, her face yeah oh it's so gross i was annoyed that william peterson was mad well whatever he's mad because she had sex but i'm like she used a condom like she's being safe at least yeah. um also so many warm sunny days in seattle they're like constantly laying out um which is fun, but yeah, and that's 65 degree weather, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I did enjoy the soundtrack though. It's like Bush Toad the Wet Sprocket yeah. and the cover of uh whatchamacallit, Wild Horses, which is there's like a reprise, like just the oh, um who did do that? I know who with the lady. Is it Mazzy Star? Is that no no? It's the Sundays. Yes, that's right. Okay. It's a very good cover. It stuck yeah. out when I yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, enjoy the soundtrack. It's very 90s. Uh, yeah, the when he was the most, I mean, besides when he was meeting the parents, like, but the most Andy Samberg he was when he goes, hey, Gary. <laughs> when he meets him in like the woods, <laughs> I like started laughing. Poor Gary. Also, Gary dies. But um, you oh, know, yeah, I, I would say within the first um, 15 minutes of the movie, I was like, well, Gary's toast. Clearly. <laughs> I was surprised oh. it didn't happen at the first beating. But then I know. once David started following him into the woods, I was like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Anyway, it is a very, very silly movie. They did. I don't think they filmed all of it, but they did film some of it in the Seattle area. It looks beautiful. Um, and, that, you know, it's always like windy, these windy kind of cliffside uh, roads, but um, yeah, it was. It, it is not a good movie. I would not recommend it. But if you want to get stoned with your friends and watch it, it's very funny that way. <laughs> um. All right. Should we move on from here? I, I think so. All right. This is another movie that, again, is sort of a comfort movie for me. This was one that Bridget and I watched together during the when I was trying to get her to watch some teen movies. It's Chrissy's choice. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah, what did she think about it? Oh, she loves it. She thought it was really good. Although, you know, it's so I'm so fucking corny because I I, I always cry at her dumb like limerick. Her like I am like, and I'm always like because mm-hmm, she cries. Uh, she cries. That's because Julia Styles is a spectacular Oscar crier. Is. Her and Claire she Danes. Is. Yeah, like you really feel it when she cries. You're like, oh, she's actually upset about something. Anyway. So yeah. this movie, I, 1999, came out in 1999. Yep. Um, it's so I didn't even realize. Well, so the school is looks like a castle and it's in Tacoma. Yep. So I thought that that was the only part that was in Tacoma. But doing research for this, most of it was filmed in Tacoma. Um, so if you want to see that house you're gonna have to go for- you're like hillary i'm not taking you i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> so we actually um went to tacoma like it was my first time to be there to not just drive through to portland and we stayed the weekend and um i got to go see the high school that is still a working high school and it was so cool and this was like months before i rewatched this so it was fun to rewatch that and see that, that's, that's a- been in tons of movies right I don't know. Has it? I think so. I can't imagine with a building that looks like that. I know it's spectacular. Yeah. And it was the weekend. So it was, you, we couldn't go into what they call the bowl, which is um, where he sings to her and, and the field. We couldn't go down to that, but um, I got to see it from there. So this is a, um, take on taming of the shrew which what i really liked is there's lots of movies um that base base uh the story on shakespeare but this one just like went full full on it they had you know the stratford sisters and patrick yeah. rona and um yeah i i just really liked that they had done that um a personal story about this is uh joseph gordon levitt what was looking for an apartment and my mom was an apartment manager at the time and he actually went in there to look for an apartment she had no idea who he was um and he had to get permission from their direct from the sun to cut his hair that's all i know and he didn't oh wow yeah wow because he had that floppy hair and yeah yeah. right yeah yeah so you know 
uh, Taming of the Shrew. It's a uh, cat hates all men, um, which don't blame her. Um, she hates all men, and her sister is, uh, you know, the popular, cute girl that would be friends with the girls in um, Clueless, basically. Yeah. And um, Joseph is new. Well, I guess what's his name? Cameron. Cameron is new to town and he sees her and he's in love at first sight and he wants to go out with her. But of course, she likes the douchebag popular guy. Ugh. And the dad, who is very funny, Larry Miller is great. Um, Larry yes. Miller is a champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's a gynecologist in this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's a gynecologist. So he says they can never date, but then says, okay, if your sister gets a date, then you can, which they all have decided is impossible because she's weird rule. Yeah. Because yeah. she's so mean. Um, she's such a heinous bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as uh, CJ Craig says, a uh, heinous <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah. Her writing the erotic novel was pretty great. <laughs> it's me as a principal or a counselor yeah. or whatever. I'm like, don't worry about it. I had never... I love I love it when uh when Kat says to her, I'll let you get back to Reginald and his yes. turgid member. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um oh so then um Cameron is like, okay, so we have to do this scam. Let's have this dirty dude that also hates everybody date Kat, and then I can go out with the sister. And but then they do some kind of like weird scam where the douchebag guy pays for the date in a roundabout way. Um, the, it's fun. There's the troll. I had never even seen the troll until this movie. So that was fun. I was like, is that even really a thing? But it is. It's very cool. And the weird, the thing that doesn't make sense is the gasworks park. So first of all, why were they just throwing paintballs like not even like paintballing <laughs> yeah. like just like they water just... balloons filled do you think that they shot it once and they're all like no because you get like giant bruises from paint yes absolutely yeah. not <laughs> yeah but then, would you get giant bruises if they were paintball balloons no, Is, no 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 i mean i think that's why they switched to it oh i see they didn't want to have guns yeah guns. They probably, yeah it, i what I imagined is that a Julia got hit once and said, Nope, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do this. Call my agent. I'm out. I'm not going like, to be bruised up. For the rest of I this would movie. guess that it's, it allows for more hands on touching yes. and yeah, yeah, yes. getting yeah. close yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. that's just not a thing. Like, who has ever heard of throwing water balloons <laughs> filled with full of paint? Like, yeah, yeah, but who, weird, right? who knew in 1999? It was the 90s. Right. It was the 90s. <laughs> So yeah, there's nothing set up like that, nor would there. I don't even know if you could do that. <laughs> Can you go like paddleboarding around Gasworks Park? Yes. Okay. You can. Oh, they that. they did. Um, they rented paddle uh, those little boats. Yeah, the paddle yeah. boats. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did that around Lake Union, so that is true, and I'm sure that that was probably really filmed there. Is Looked there it. anything? I well, I want to say that I think Daryl Mitchell is so fucking funny in this, the teacher. Um, <laughs> and I like when he even calls Cat out. He's like, 
shut up like go away (laughs) um and then also I love the perennial well I haven't seen her in a while but the perennial like teenagers Susan May Pratt and Gabrielle Union and both in the same movie like how long is Gabrielle Union was like 27 or 28 (laughs) for this movie (laughs) oh they're so good and my favorite David Crumb holds a number a brother yes, number. A num, num three-er. <laughs> yes, who went on to be much cooler <laughs> in num three-ers, which is not yes. saying a lot. No, no, he's a total dork in this. But yeah. my cousins and I used to always, because I had a Toyota Tercel. So he was like, I'm thinking about getting a Tercel. Yeah, that's a Toyota. <laughs> we used to put it all the time. <laughs> and Joey Zuzu. Okay, that's the only part that I'm like, we can't it's really do this. Um, Aww, but when she flashes, when she flashes him, I'm like, "Cat, what? What are you doing? Yeah. What's going on here?" But you know, good for her. She's a bitch. I do. You'll see me, Christy. My hair is like too long right now. I need to really get it cut. But like her hair in this is like my dream hair. That it's is like great. It is so beautiful. It's so long. Oh, and I. I don't think she's a good dancer in, in say the last dance. Like she's whatever it's like, she, whatever, but I do actually think she has some good moves when she gets up on the table. I'm like, some pretty good moves. I, I'm, I don my hat to you. She does. Yeah. This, yeah. this is an interesting movie because the, hmm, some of it is so funny and some of it just doesn't land. Like there's a lot of kind of oof moments, mm-hmm. but then yeah there's a lot of just stuff that really, really works. And it's a strange combination of being incredibly broad and slapsticky, but then also being like, um, actually having an actual emotional core, like between yeah. Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger or Julia Stiles and the sister, or yep. even at the end, their dad after, you know, all the comedy with him, but like, when Cameron gets introduced, like uh, when David, when Num Three Years, uh, Dave Krumholtz <laughs> is showing him around, and he's like pointing out all the different clicks, and he's like, "That's oh. the coffee click," and you're yeah. like, "Okay," and then he's like, "And that's the cowboy click," and they have like lassos and cowboy hats and vests, and there was a, like I saw for the first time on this rewatch, the cowboy click was in the background of a scene, and I was like. Is he eating a can of beans? Yeah. Like he just had an yeah. open can of beans that he was yeah. eating with a fork. And I'm like, that is so stupid. I like, I can't. There's, and it's so funny. There's so much great throwaway stuff in here. Like that, like the archery scene. Yep. Um, yep. Like the dad um, doing the armband thing and just letting yes. go and flying across. <laughs> Like, uh, yes, like Joe Isuzu running detention before the flashing and Mm -hmm. saying to the guy, you seem nervous. You, you got weed. I'm confiscating Mm -hmm. it. And then he walks by the next desk where the Cheetos are. And he's like, I'm confiscating these as well. Like, it's so funny. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think. This was the first time I had ever seen Heath Ledger in anything. And I was like, who's yes. this? I, I was confused momentarily when I first saw this by his hair. I was like, I'm perplexed by his hair. Yeah, the I hair's like, bad. Mm-hmm. It is. But he overcomes it because he is charming and sweet and he is a good actor. You know, I like them and they kind of have a good rapport. 
but yeah, the hair is a lot. It's a, it's, it's confusing. Yeah. And, and clearly a case of where the character I'm sure was not intended to be Australian. No, but no, then yeah. they hired this actor and instead of making him do an American accent, they were like, let's just roll with the Australia yeah, thing. And then yeah. there's like one throwaway line to explain why the lead teenager in this American high school is from <laughs> Australia. Right. There's a, um, there's, I just to reference that there's a line in the movie. Thank you for smoking, which is a movie I really like where they're talking about how they're going to do uh, an in-movie placement for cigarettes in this movie set in space. And a mm -hmm. character just goes, well, couldn't you not smoke in an all oxygen environment? Wouldn't there be an explosion? And then they just say, oh, well, that's easy. You just write one line where the character goes, thank God they invented the blah, blah, blah that makes it possible <laughs> yeah. to smoke here. And that's exactly what they did with the yeah. Yeah. You You guys think that the hair is weird for 90s hair? It's just, think it's bad. I just, yeah. I think in general, he didn't have, he was not blessed. As, as Mike would say, he was blessed with a full head of bad hair. I just, <laughs> his hair never looks good in any movie that he's yeah. in. Uh, yeah. It's just, just like a, it's like, if it was longer, it would make more sense maybe. Or if it was shorter, it would make more sense. But the, mm -hmm. the length at which it was, it was also kind of one of like a Dilbert hair almost, except it was flatter on the top. The funny thing is, is I think probably when I saw this movie in 1989, um, I probably thought that um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, I was like, oh, I feel bad for him. Or like, oh, he seems sweet. And now I'm like, this guy seems like a dick. Like he just seems like right? a... Like he seems sort of like a, you know, like, why don't you like me? I learned French for you. It was like, you chose to learn French. Like you're not that well, good at it. You, he's the nice guy, right? The yes, stereotypical yes. nice guy. Like I did this thing for you. So now you have to like me in yeah, return. You owe me. Girl, I decided I loved the minute I saw her in a new room full of new people. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about her except I thought she was pretty. And like, that's it. Um, well, that's all that matters, yes. ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's still it's just still a really sweet movie and it's kind of fun to watch. And they did it. They did a good job of modernizing it and with nods. I mean, then, you know, the Susan May Pratt character, you're like, oh, no, is she just like crazy. Like, is she's just like, though, you know, it's funny because you're like, oh, God, she's just crazy. But I do. When I did theater in high school, you did know people who were like obsessed with Shakespeare, not like the person, yeah. but just like all things Shakespearean. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's always that person. Mm -hmm. the soundtrack was amazing yes yeah. mm -hmm. yep. and that is the one person that it's my personal connection is that i have met and been to parties with Kay hanley the woman that's the blonde woman that she goes that's a lead singer of letters to cleo that's like on the roof of the inexplicably on the roof of the high school <laughs> <laughs> it's letters it to cool cleo shot. and and save ferris also making yeah, an appearance yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was oh. a fair amount of Aunt, um, Meredith. I thought of you. I was like, "There's some ska in this, yeah. like oh, ska adjacent." Didn't make you think of me, but yeah, I deserve it. Uh, oh, next week we're doing though. jazz age movies. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> um, well, anything more to say, or should we move on? I think we should jet. We should jet rocket into 2012. <laughs> Yeah, it's time for our most modern movie <laughs> from 11 years ago. Um, I chose Safety Not Guaranteed, and I chose this because it was something I had been wanting to watch and had not seen. 
and I heard it was great. And I really loved this. I thought this was a sweet movie. Um, it was a Sundance darling in 2012, of course. Um, and it stars Aubrey Plaza and Mark Duplass. And it's also directed by him and his brother. Um, and the idea is this actual, it's based on an actual thing that was put in an actual newspaper at some point, um, which was in the classifieds. And it says, wanted somebody to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. PO box 91 ocean view, Washington, 99393. You'll get paid after we get back. Must bring your own weapons. I have only done this once before safety, not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So pretty enticing classified ad. Um, and these, uh, kind of ragtag group of newspaper employees decide to investigate headed by Jake Johnson, who will never not be from new girl, the new girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he chooses, uh, an intern, um, Karen Sony and Aubrey Plaza to accompany him to investigate this. And they kind of discover this kind of weirdo guy who placed this ad and Aubrey Plaza and him get kind of into it like she's playing along at first but then she sort of like she sort of like gets sucked in and she sort of understands why he's doing what he's doing and they start like training there's a lot of training montages in this movie yeah. um and they start to kind of like you know they got to trust each other he's being very serious and and dramatic about it and She's kind of playing along at first, but then she gets caught up into it. And I'm not going to spoil it, but they're, they both have their agendas and they try to travel back in time. And it's, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. What do you guys think? It was like a very, um, of its, I, I like, I, it was, I had no idea what to expect. Was. I didn't read anything about it. Cause I was like, I'm just going to go into this. I don't really know what to expect. Um, I liked it more than I thought it was going to, um, but it is very, a very 2012 movie to me. I don't know what it's a that very means. 2012 Sundance film festival movie is what yes. it is. Yes. Mm. Yes. I, when I, I got about 10 minutes in and I paused it for a minute and I just thought uh, Sam and I are watching it together actually. And I just looked at her and I said, this feels like a sot a fox searchlight picture. Mm -hmm. Like like a like a Juno or Spotless uh, Mind or Garden. Yeah, or what's yeah. the um Little Miss Sunshine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It it just it felt like all those other hipster movies. It very much was. Yeah. Um, and Aubrey Plaza is Aubrey Plaza as she is in every single role that she is. I know has Aubrey. I like Aubrey Plaza a lot, but has she ever, has she ever played a character that is not Aubrey Plaza? No, no. I don't no. think so. No, I don't think so. So Wasn't she in the white Lotus, she had to be a different character in that, right? Mm, she's pretty Ish. much Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. I mean, she, like a slightly more emotional and like more sexual version of herself than you've seen before. Um, but pretty much still like I rolly Aubrey Plaza. It's like it's like her eyes were destined to like the way her eyes are shaped and like in her head. <laughs> it's, it's just that's like how it, they're made to roll. Just made like, to roll. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As a as a Gen Xer who was born several years too late, I do love that about her. 
Yes. Like, I, I feel she, like she channels that that for me in yes. everything she's in. I haven't done White Lotus yet. Sam's in the middle of season two right now. I I don't know when I, I guess either. I'm gonna have to just next time I'm traveling, I guess I have to catch up, but yeah. it's not a good show for the plane, is it? Hmm. It's neither good nor bad. Okay. Yeah, I mean there's not a lot of nudity. Um uh, maybe a little bit, but it's not like it's quick. It's it's not gratuitous. It's exactly how I like my nudity. So I know. I know. <laughs> um now and I yeah, I was like for whatever reason Aubrey Plaza, Mark Tupas and Jake Johnson are so like 2012. Like they were like they are going to be the next big thing. This is who and the Duplass brothers definitely, you know, they write a lot and I guess Mark is on he is on the morning show, which I watched a season and a half of. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's like like you said, it's very Sundance in that it's like slight in a way, but it's sort of about deeper things, but it's like slightly made. And I don't even mean that as a critique. It's just as like, here are these people and they're doing these things. And then it kind of it's happens. like it's Mumblecore adjacent. Yes, I would yes, say. Yes, yeah. yes. And actually, there's a movie with Jake Johnson that I watched with Olivia Wilde. And it was and it reminded me of that, except that one is like way more mumblecore. It's called like Drinking Buddies or something. But it is like two people that are yes, just like I watched it with um Anna Kendrick, right? Yes, yes. And they're just like, yeah, mumbling at each other and, and drinking pretty mm-hmm. much and like almost hooking up, but then not. Um no, I yeah, I, I've I had like that it. Anna Kendrick dream actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one, like, so she wants to go back in time. So they both have their reasons for wanting to go back in time. She wants to prevent her mother from dying, and he wants to go back and save his girlfriend from dying. Question mark. Question yeah, mark. Big, question, big mark question mark. Question yeah. mark. And then. <sighs> Jake Johnson has this whole side story. I don't understand that uh, side story. He wants to track down this woman who he had a fling with when they were teenagers. And then he sees her and she's like, he's like, oh, she's ugly and fat and old. And she's like perfectly beautiful and not in any way ugly or fat. And I was just like immediate that kind of like grossed me out. And I was like, are we still doing this in 2012? I guess so. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a um, man who's searching for something and he's idealized this teenage relationship and he's trying to recapture it. And like he actually almost gets there. Like yeah, he was close. When, yeah. When he decides he's all in and then he's like, come back to Seattle with me. And she's like, man, I'm in my 40s. I've been down yeah. this road. I'm not, yeah. you know, going to throw myself. Yeah, like out of my life and into something new and then he got all huffy and he was like well then I'm out of here and it's like all he needed was the maturity to be like okay let's do this long distance for a little while and see how it goes right but he was unwilling to try that yeah yep that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth about the whole movie a little bit I just thought his whole attitude about her was disgusting and she was like the perfect woman she was actually exactly what he needed and wanted he was too stupid to realize it she was into him was until he ruined it (laughs) yeah Yeah, had amazing sex with the advice of the cliche closeted foreign looking intern trying to guide Mm -hmm. him in the right direction yeah that was weird too when jake johnson became obsessed with the idea of the intern getting laid (laughs) yeah because arno is like 
pressure wanting to do this because he he just wants like diversity on his resume for med school right because he wants to just apply to medical school and 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 jake johnson gets obsessed with the idea that he's a virgin and he has to get him laid so that's another kind of yucky yeah it's yeah. like weird i couldn't figure out what was he was he grateful i mean he spoiler alert he did get laid and it seemed like they had a good time but i can't i didn't really like the message there like the whole it's not okay to be a virgin and you'll right. be much happier when you aren't a virgin kind of deal i'm like why couldn't we just have let him stay on his journey and been okay yeah. with him the way that he was i think no, if it's... this movie had been made 11 years later it would have been yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Nope, but in this case much better to get some towny kids drunk and sleep with one of them on the other guess, <laughs> and have them like, depressively the leave at four in the yeah. morning the next day i don't know I don't what know. did they it call the city they went to they called it Ocean City. View. Ocean well, like View. there's a real place. So yeah, Ocean Shores. Actually filmed in Ocean Shores, and I think they called it Ocean View. Okay. Which I don't think is a well. I don't know. Christy, how far how far away is it? Hmm. Two. I guess or I could three hours. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Spring yeah. break. Yeah. Okay. Because they are based in, and it was shot in Seattle, and it was shot in Ocean Shores, mm -hmm. but I think they call it Ocean View, and I don't think that's a real place Probably i looked up ocean here. shores and i was delighted to learn that there's a place called like disappointment cove or something yeah <laughs> there's lots of great <laughs> names around here for um for places uh, like, i'm um, sure somebody got there and they were like oh man this sucks <laughs> i think there is a there is a um, or deception pass that's another um fun name Ooh. i think it was they went in and they thought that it was going to be out to the Pacific Ocean, but it didn't actually. Oh, something. that's oh. And it's like, wah, wah. Yeah. I'm disappointed. So it's two and a half hours from Seattle, three hours from here. So, yep. Now it's time to climb down through God fucking damn it Canyon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just generally, I struggle with the, I struggle with the writing on this one at times. Yeah. It just like, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the primary plot. I struggled with the secondary plots. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I kind of wanted him just to be a goofy foil and not get anything he wanted, and it was just trying a little too hard to be a little too earnest for me. But yep, it so, it was more earnest than I thought it was gonna yep. be. Yeah. Mm -hmm, me too. But are are we talking about the ending? Did did we discuss I mean, I that? I said I didn't want to spoil it. Do, do but we, we need to spoil it? Like an eleven-year-old movie, alert. an hour and forty-four minutes into a podcast for a few hundred <laughs> yeah. of our friends. I just, <laughs> because I have some things to say about the end, but I don't <laughs> say know if it. I can well, let's say. do it. Spoiler alert. Do it. Yeah. Go for so you're yeah, steal if some you don't want to know what happens, then fast forward two minutes. But I, the problem, the real problem that I had with the structure of the movie was that he actually went back in time. Right. Me yes. Too. Up yeah. until mm -hmm. that point it was kind of an interesting story i was leg legitimately shocked that they went that way right like yeah. is like is so i was going under the impression that he was deluded yeah just a deluded yep. person mm -hmm. and what the question that we were trying to resolve was was this harmful or harmless of a delusion mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. then they're like no he's right then like, what is the point? Then it took it to something that had been kind of grounded and I would say fairly realistic movie. 
into something that was so far-fetched that like the rest of it didn't even matter anymore. It suddenly became science fiction and you're yeah. like, well, then why did we, yeah. This this whole setup of, like, I, I never had any doubt that he was just like a, a gentle, maybe not even crazy guy, but like trying to work through some issues. Which, kind of deluded and misguided, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and when you meet Kristen Bell, which was a welcome surprise to see her. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, oh, okay. But Kristen Bell this... plays the girlfriend that he is trying to go back in time to keep from dying. Turns out she's alive. Yep. And she he explains that by saying, well, I must have gone back into the past previously and saved her, which is, yeah. you know, I've straightened out the timeline or or whatever. But it took it took me from seeing him as like kind of a like a gentle weirdo to kind of somebody who was maybe a little bit more dangerous if he was mm-hmm. having these fantasies about dead girlfriend. And then they just upended the whole thing by having him be right in the end. He's yeah. Doc Brown. Like, hey, well, that's what I was thinking about. Like, yeah. this is not a movie where Doc Brown is creates a functioning DeLorean time machine, right? But then they did it in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's really to learn that you're. You, you're not supposed to go back, right? That's the lesson that they're supposed to learn at yeah. the end of this movie. Yeah. Is that you what have you've to move got on. is fine. Yeah. 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 And, and things happen. And you have to deal directive. with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, it was definitely yeah, like was interesting. Odd. I was surprised. I was really surprised that it worked. I was like, oh, I thought that they were going to like fade to black or something. Oh, me too. You know, you know, it was like before it showed that it they had disappeared or whatever. Which I is they what they should have done. Out. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a whole storyline of like the FBI is as after him and they're watching him and they're following him and they're they're because they're apparently witnessing. he has stolen some sophisticated equipment. Plutonium. Right? There's, <laughs> yeah, there's another yeah. layer to this character that's like not be as benign as we think he is. Well, yeah, kind of yeah. early in the movie, he goes, he like breaks into a facility and steals some stuff, and we don't really know exactly what it is, but it's something that yeah. he needs for his time machine. And and I think what we're supposed to take, bathroom. we're supposed to take from the end of this movie is like about the power of belief. And I'm like, ah, but he committed all these crimes right, in yeah. the name of his yeah. belief. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Strange. It's interesting. Strange. It was. It was. Yes. It was. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad I watched it because I had heard of it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh yeah, okay. All right, let's get it. Definitely it. showcased the Pacific Northwest quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, it's such a funny like arch premise for a movie that like I had been curious about it for a long time, but it just did yeah. not go the way that I thought I would. I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Yep. Yep. It was good. It's yeah. good. So, um, Break movies, it out. Movie set in Guam. Is that where we're going next? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, I watched a terrible holiday movie. A holiday oh, ho 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 movie. Uh, <laughs> I think so. Uh, Will there even be any new ho ho ho's this year? Oh, I'm sure. I don't see why not. Because uh, they, there's they no probably acting happening. But they probably already made them. I oh, bet they already yeah. made them. Yeah, I bet they can they whip one of those them. things out in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Non-union, it's fine. I'm just kidding. I'm Plus, kidding, there's, I'm, kidding. Pl- there's, I'm still working on the back catalog of the ho ho ho's. All right. Well, yeah, the Girl Scout leader. The movie's called American Samoa. It comes out in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I I realized that it's called Samoa. I didn't know that. I was listening oh. to a podcast. Oh, whoops. I know. I had well, no idea. Well, I know. I feel like Tulsi Gabbard could have done something to clarify that for all of us and never did. Yes, well, yeah, she sucks. So yeah. on that note, what movie makes you think of Washington State or Oregon? You can throw in good old Oregon. What are some Portland movies? It's bound to be some. Oh, I mean, we already watched Goonies. That doesn't count. because I mean, you, I guess you could <laughs> right. say it if you want to, but you know. Give them to us. Um, all right. Should we move on to Tishi recommends? Yeah. It looks like we've got a couple there. We do. Okay. I just, this is some, well, I'm promoing for my friend, my friend, Katie, if anybody ever needs makeup recommendations, Katie is an excellent makeup artist. She was a makeup artist wow. in LA for about 20 years. And um, she moved here during the pandemic and we've been friends for a long, long time, but she if you want to watch, we'll link it to it. She today did a makeup tutorial for teens and she used one Miss Bridget Butler as her model. Um, so you can watch that. And I haven't watched the full thing yet because I got it like right when I was leaving work today. And apparently Rory, <laughs> Rory started opening like a goldfish wrap, like goldfish package <laughs> and there's like a view of Bridget being like annoyed with him like rattling with all the no- noise she's like Roy stop it so anyway look forward to that but actually Katie's great she can always make recommendations for makeup and dupes for expensive makeup she is my guru she did do my makeup for my wedding as well and she's excellent uh, okay. a good friend to have yes it is yeah. Um, I'm sure she's ashamed that I don't wear as much makeup as she would like me to. <laughs> she and my mother are ashamed of my lack of uh, makeup application. Um, okay, Christy. Um, just a short um, recommendation for the bear season two. I know I did the bear season one, but I haven't um, watched it yet. The season two or any. No, I watched the first season. Okay. I just haven't gotten into. Maybe I'll like download it onto my um, it's on, phone. It's on Plex. Hillary. Oh, I second this recommendation. I'm in the middle of season two and I am very much enjoying it. Mary, I think I like PTSD a little bit, although I wasn't in a situation like that. My restaurant was pretty, was much more chill. It wasn't trying to get a Michelin star or anything. So, (laughs) and I was just a line cook. I wasn't a, no one called me chef. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have to say, I've been sort of meaning to watch it, but I was really disappointed by the end of the last season. I think I may have been the only one, but I thought it was not to spoil anything, but it was such a cop out. I thought after the whole season of like struggling and how struggling and then they're just like this restaurant. And then there was this deus ex machina that like solved all their problems. Sorry. I think you should watch the season two because it doesn't solve all their problems. I I don't know. I was just so disappointed. I thought it was so good up until that point. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. everything that was interesting, you've now just swept away with this. So I I know I keep meaning to, but there are some silly slapsticky things. There's some like ridiculous kind of sitcom moments every once in a while. And I think every time they put too much salt in something and the chefs are like, Bleh, I can't use it. Gross. <laughs> like how much salt did you add? I've never in my life had something where I spit it out because it was too salty. So, Give me a bark. Yeah. Well, I but, thought the, the, the one that I'm remembering is because she marinated it too long. Yeah. Which can be accidental too much. But that salt, has right? happened. It's happened a couple of times in the second season where they oh. like 
barfed from too much salt. And I'm like, come on now. <laughs> I do love Io Debris, though. I think she's awesome. Oh, she's, she's great. So good. And great. watch it just for Jamie Lee Curtis playing the mom who was yes. like perfect. There, there was really good cameos this season. And um, I just really like, um, you know, when people are like, going to fix something up and that's basically what this whole thing is right like starting from scratch a mm-hmm. brand new restaurant and Destroying i really like that it and starting the over. food is just beautiful this time it's more focused on the food rather than like screaming around in the kitchen which i appreciate mm-hmm. um, check it out i've watched any yet is i will get richie someday. is richie going to make me want to die inside like he did in season one no not as much no like what great acting and what a great yes. character but it was so well done i was like i hate this man right there's so much. an amazing so there's an insecure man child there's a moment early on and i'm going to recount the convo and it's not spoiling anything but he's dropping off his daughter and he says i love you and then he pauses and he goes baby i love and i love taylor swift i i just needed a <laughs> little break <laughs> oh well and so we find good. out he is a swifty yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well cool yeah, i really liked it and that makes me want to go to that so they um there's a part where richie works in a restaurant to like learn about it like a fancy one and now i want to go to that one in chicago because it's actually well, and there's a bunch of that so one of the things that they do in this season is they travel to a ton of different actual chicago restaurants mm-hmm. and actual copenhagen restaurants and you see um them eating all this amazing food and talking to the people who work there and they're all real so it's it's kind of a neat um tour of chicago food cool all right. Well, I have a long plane ride ahead of me, so that's yes, what I do would recommend. recommend. Yes. All right. I guess I'll have to bump it up my list. <laughs> well, if you would like to get involved with the show, since that is the part of the show we were are in, you can visit us at thisshowhaseverything.com where you can listen on your browser to the episode. A better <laughs> place that. is you can our, listen to our blog. Yeah. You never know. Uh, or you can check out the Facebook group. Come and join. Answer the question of the week. Bobby's still accepting answers for what to do with his <laughs> staples cash. Or tell us you're Washington State, not Washington, D.C. I don't know why you guys had to make it so confusing uh, when you're picking state <laughs> names. Washington State or Oregon movies. And um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll watch some of those, too, in our yeah. own free time. Uh, you can email us at tshishow at gmail.com and send us a voice memo. Please. We like it when you tell your stories in your own voice. And of course, as always, the AOL keyword is tshi. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And that was everything in the penultimate leg of our <laughs> cinema road trip spectacular. Unless it's cold forever.
Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Ah!